Kirk Space. Are you saved today? Do you have a born-again experience? Do you consider yourself religious or even questioning God's existence and the Bible itself? If so, I want to have a conversation with you. You can reach me at rustpodcast at proton.me. That's rustpodcast at proton.me. Today I'm joined by Jasmine. Uh, I found Jasmine on Instagram through just kind of browsing around some of the uh, the Christian pages I follow. And really what I'm looking for are people um, who their page really just screams that they love Jesus. And, and Jasmine fit that description perfectly. So I reached out to her and sent her a message and invited her to come on to the show. And she agreed. And Jasmine has quite the story. Um, the Lord moved uh, wonderfully in her life. It was... It was a very, very moving testimony. Um, She is Indian, and she grew up over in Dubai and then came to the United States, and now she's she's living over here. Uh, So without any more delay, let's get to Jasmine right now. Okay, so today I have Jasmine on the show. Jasmine, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. So before we start, I uh, just want to open in a word of prayer, if that's okay. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you today for your grace and your mercy. And we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be able to share Jasmine's encounter and what you're doing in her life. And Lord, we just pray that the Spirit can lead this conversation and that the listening audience may have ears to hear and a heart willing to accept the truth of your word and that you can direct this recording to whoever may need to hear it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. First God. So Jasmine, I uh I found you on Instagram and <laughs> but no, I, it was just a l- luck of the draw, I guess. I don't know, but I was kind of snooping around looking for people. Uh you know, there's a lot of people on the internet that seem to be uh Mm-hmm. fake Christians. And I'm looking for people that seem like they genuinely love Jesus. And your your page just jumped right out at to me. So I, I reached out to you and here we are. So Perfect. tell me a little yeah. bit about yourself. And uh, I know you said you, you're Indian, right? And you grew up in Dubai. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Wow. So before you get into your testimony, just share a little bit about, about that and where you're from and what you're all about. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> So um, I'm actually Indian. My pa- both my parents are Indian. So I was actually born in India, and then uh, we moved to Dubai when I was like six or seven, and I was basically raised in Dubai, and yeah. So that's pretty much it. And I I have like two older sisters, so I'm like the youngest one. And you're the daughter of a pastor, right? Too, you said. That that's correct. Yes, my dad's a pastor. Has he been a pastor your whole life or is that is that a newer calling for him? Uh no, he's been he he uh was called when he was seventeen. And oh, wow. he's he, yeah. 
his bit of hassle since he was 17 years old. Yeah. Wow. So you, you went from Dubai and then you said you moved to Philadelphia for a while, right? Yes, that's correct. So we moved uh, to Philadelphia probably like four, four years ago. Wow. Yeah. And I, I did um, a summer internship in Philadelphia when I was going to college and Sweet. it's uh it's tough living in philly i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> for sure i mean i was like not literally in philly uh i don't know if your family at bristol it's like 30 minutes oh, out yeah. of the city yeah. yeah that's where we moved to yeah so he got a church there and how what uh how old were you then when you moved from dubai to the united states oh well that itself is a testimony but i'll share majorly but yeah i was like 23 when we moved here with my parents oh wow so most of your most of your upbringing was in dubai then yes that's right what was uh what was the culture like in dubai like for uh is christianity very prominent over there or, or is it hinduism mm, i don't uh well it's mostly muslims like and then it's probably just like every religion and I would say, yeah, there's more of Christians than Hindus, but it's basically like everything. But the most popular religion is Muslim there. Wow. It's a Muslim country. So, well, I guess uh, you could start wherever. I mean, you could take us back as far as you want um, with when the Lord started moving you in the direction he needed to move you to get you to where you're at today. So the floor is yours. You could uh, take it wherever you want to take it. Mm hmm. Thank you, Kirk. Um, yeah, so I actually would like to go like way before, you know, maybe when I was in like school and college, like when we were in Dubai. So I guess we, we've always had like a foundation with God. Like my parents, they were like, my dad was a pastor. So he always like uh, talked to us about God and stuff. But then eventually it just stopped because he was more a uh, he was more into like, you know, going to believers house, talking to them about God, converting people. So there were like a time in most of our teenage life, like it was like we didn't have a guidance from a dad or from like a pastor or from a mom. We basically just grew up ourselves. And so that was like that was like the first step down from like being a Christian and then we started obviously we were like teenagers so we started like you know having friends and then just getting getting involved in friendship basically so as I said I was raised in Dubai so I've had like a lot of Muslim friends but I remember having this debate on like religion there were like 10 girls against me one Christian but I basically just knew nothing about Bible because I've never like really read Bible. I used to go to church, just said, basically, you know, parents used to just force us to go to church. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much how our um, youth was like. And then there was like, uh, I guess the main reason why we didn't want to have a relationship with God was because of the church people. Because We've seen like believers in our church, they would just like judged us. They just expected us to be like, you know, the perfect, I don't know, just perfect God's creation because we were pastors, kids or whatever, but we were just humans. And then that like, I guess that was like something that we, we, 
we were like expected to be perfect and that was like so much for us like for me and my sisters and that really like brought us back from like going to church we hated going to church we hated the believers we hated like even we started hating our parents for like making us go to church sorry not hating god but then you know not like caring about um god in general right yeah yeah it seems uh you know i've only been a christian almost 4 years now and that seems to be a, a pretty big consensus in a, in a lot of people's <laughs> stigma towards uh believers and you know being true born again believers it's really hard to get through to those people that um, had a rough upbringing or mm -hmm. an experience with a church or religious people because they were judgmental and right. you know they they just kind of fit every everything that has to do with God or Jesus they fit into one type box and they right. just smack a label on it and it's being a real true born again Christian is nowhere near what any of those people think of, of the church today you know and yeah, so it's sure. was your um was your dad part of a specific denomination over there? Uh yeah, we're we're like Protestants. Like it, the church was called Church of God, so it's like uh something that's very popular in South India. Right. Yeah, I think Church of God, I believe they're Pentecostal. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So where do we go from here then? Um yeah, I mean, I could say like how we came here, like coming to the US was itself a testimony for me because I didn't want to come to the U.S. in the first place. And I was like, I was, as I said, all these led to me be a rebellious um, kid against my parents. I talked back. I always fought with my dad. And, <clears throat> sorry. So when when my dad was like, okay, so there's this church, he's, they've been calling. So this the church that we came to in Philly, my dad started it like in uh, 2018 or 17 along with a few other people. And then the, and then my dad came back to Dubai. And then after a few years, they like called like by 2018, they called uh, my dad to like be the pastor of the church. So my dad was like, uh, and then me, my, my dad and my mom they started like planning about it. And then my mom started praying about it. And she told me about uh, moving to the U.S. And I didn't want to. And at that time, I had a bad breakup and I decided to just go to India, just like have a break. And I went to India. I was working in India for like three months and I had so much friends. I started living with my friends and just, you know, doing everything that I could. Started drinking, smoking and name it. You got it. Like doing weed and everything I was into everything and we started like traveling and stuff and I just didn't want to go to India I just didn't want to like move with my parents but there was something that happened in my life before that you know really taught me about um if before I take a decision always to ask for God's will so that was something that I learned right. from my life right. so I started like asking for God's will even while I was still drinking and smoking I was like I know if I don't ask your will and if I do, do something just because I want to, you're probably going to punish me. So I'm just going to ask for your will. Just do what you want. But this is what I want. And I was like, okay, God, just let your will take place in my life. And then um, so I was kind of like, okay, there's an interview. I'll go. But 
if it is God's will, I'll get it. Because I was like really sure that I wouldn't get it because I was 23. And to be a dependent, you have to be under 21. That's the that's the law uh, to be a dependent. But like any any visa category, like if you want to apply as a dependent, you have to be the age of under 21. And I was over 23 at that time. So I was like, okay, I'm not getting it anyway. So, and then I came to Dubai, attended the interview, and they didn't even ask my age. They saw my passport, they saw my age, and they just gave me the visa. And I was like, what? Yeah, I came here as my dad's dependent. When I was, I don't, I, when I like landed uh, US, I was 24, I guess. Yeah, I was 24. Wow. And yeah, that was crazy. And, and everyone was like, oh, this is God's will. And I kind of knew back in my head, it was like, yeah, this is God's will because if it wasn't, it wouldn't happen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. You could always see, um, especially after you get saved and you look back at your life, you could always see where yeah. God's hand was moving to get For you sure. and move all the pieces around to kind of get you to where you need it. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that was something, you know, I've had my relationship with God, but it, it's always been like up and down. I've never like really, really had a relationship with him. I just felt like God was like the superior daddy. He was like, you know, or daddy, sorry. And he was like something unreachable, just, you know, this, the typical God kind of character. But then at the same time, I feared him. Like, I guess that was my relationship with God. I was like, I was more than love. I like feared him. I was like, because I knew he would just like, you know, because I, basically I've like gone through a lot in our lives with like family and um church people and everything so people started like being like oh this is happening in your life because you don't go to church or this is happening because you don't pray you know stuff like that when you keep hearing like that you start like more than loving God you start like fearing God you know what I mean right yeah well the bible says that um the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom that's right. And, uh, you know, did you, did you give your heart to the Lord when you were younger because of your, up or because of your dad's stance or did you, um, and then just kind of walk away as, as you know, you grew up and then gave it back to him later or mm -hmm. did you, did you sur wait and completely surrender later on in life? Oh, that's a good question because I think I, well, I did give, I, thought that I gave God my heart but I don't think I ever did like now when I think about it I don't think I ever did it was just this um I was just scared of being like you know going to hell or like you know right. something like that and I was like okay just as I was saying I just asked for God's purpose for like God's will in my life just because I didn't want to like I I always believed that there was God and I believed in Jesus and I believed in everything, but I just didn't want to have a relationship with God. Like I just didn't care about it. Right. Yeah. So it yeah. seems like, you know, we all, sometimes God has to let us go our own way before sure. uh, we can realize, you know, because we're stubborn and we're flesh and we're a fallen, uh, we're a fallen creation and we're, right. we don't, we like to do things our own way. And, you know, I could see back looking through my life at, 
a lot of things that God just let me go because yeah. he had to. And you yeah, know, but it, but true. you always so you you never doubted God's existence or um his power. Uh you always had that underlying um knowledge that he did exist and and you did fear yeah. him, which a lot of people don't. I mean, I think a yeah. lot of people today they don't have any fear of God. I mean, if you just look That's at the true. world today and it's like they don't even they just act like they don't even he doesn't exist and it's it's crazy. Yeah, I guess it's like at the same time, there is like something that a voice in the back of your head, even while you do all these things, you just know that God is real, God exists. But then I guess most of the people, they choose not to believe because they just want to continue with their lives. Yeah. They just want to keep doing what they're doing. I guess I could relate because sometimes I'd be like, okay, God is not real. But at the same time, I just knew back in my head that God is real. And I just wanted to like live with my flesh. I just wanted to smoke and drink, go partying and do things that I'm not supposed to do. And the only way to do that is just, you know, reject God's authority or just mm -hmm. be like, okay, God doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Sin, sin is fun for a season, but ultimately um, it ends up catching up to us. And, you know, yeah, sure. unfortunately God has to teach us a lesson every now and then, but that's very true. <laughs> So at what point did you get to the point um, as you're going through your life in this this transfer from uh, mm -hmm. Dubai and India over to the United States? Um, did you what point did you get to that brokenness level of, you know, I'm ready to go all in and, and have a relationship with Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was very recent, like I'd say probably a few months ago. So. I was like, I was, I wasn't like, I used to smoke weed, but I wasn't ever like into it or like addicted kind of thing. But then I started like smoking weed and that was like an everyday thing. And I started like losing memory of my days. I started like not remembering what happened the other day because I was so high to remember it. And my, my best friend got married and that was like, a year before and then she's and then she said she sent me a picture of her baby and I'm like when did you get married and then that really hit me and, I, and she was like I I like literally spoke to her on a video call and then I don't remember like I don't recall most of my days because I was high wow. and that really like tore me apart and I was like okay this is not this is not life this is not how anybody should live you know like I was missing on life and I was missing on a lot of things that mattered. And I was a few months ago, I was just, I even like started trying shrooms and all like everything just, and there was no peace. I guess it was basically like what everyone was doing. I was just trying to like find peace and mm -hmm. just trying to like blend in, act cool and just trying to enjoy life. But I, realized that everything just leads to like more depression and everything just mo leads to more loneliness no matter how many people are near you you just feel lonely and sad and depressed and there's this voidness that was this voidness in my heart that was never filled like no matter what yeah it seems like um we're searching for that void to be filled that only christ can fill 
And yeah. we, we don't know that yet, but we, we try all these worldly things and, um, you know, it, it can be drugs, yeah. it can be alcohol, it can be sex, it can be anything. And yeah. the only thing in, in person that can fill that is, is Christ. And, you know, I heard, I heard a good, um, analogy from an ex-Satanist who who found Christ in about drugs. And he said, you know, drugs are kind of like, he said, it's think of it kind of like a candy store. And, mm. you know, you've had everything in the store. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's all the same. And, you know, one does this, one does this. And you're, you're thinking, when's the new candy coming out? When's the new candy yeah. coming out? I want to try something different because all these candies, I've had a million times. And then sooner <laughs> or later, a new candy comes out. And you go and you try it and you turn out, well, it's not a new candy. It's just a different chocolate in a new wrapper. You know? yeah. And it's, it, it all does the same thing, you know, and it's, yeah. it's an endless, like I said, sin, Satan's out to steal, kill and destroy. And as I said, in, in my first uh, episode of my testimony, he's playing for keeps and he mm -hmm. won't ever let up and yeah. praise the Lord that uh, you did end up uh, coming to Christ. And yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, it was kind of sad and depressing at that point where I was just so in between. I got married, so so that is kind of funny because um, some all my family is in India and Dubai, and even my sisters are in um, Dubai and India. So I we can't have like a wedding because they won't be able to come here and I won't be able to travel because of my age. So I have this, uh, so my paperwork so like going on so we decided to just legally get married here so my parents they were like okay just get married legally so once you can start traveling you can go and have like a wedding back in Dubai or something so we did this uh, online marriage so uh, apparently Utah County they do like this online weddings they do online marriages so we did that and I was high and I don't remember getting married wow. and that was my turning point. I was like, no, this gotta stop. But yeah, it was it was depressing. It was sad. Like how it was like that was that's supposed to be the most important part of my life. Right. That that's a memory to cherish, but I don't remember. Wow. Yeah, so, and then he, he's actually in the army, so he he had to go for a training for three months, and then he left, and I was home all by myself. I was, like, sitting in my room, and I was just, like, I just, I didn't know what to do. I was depressed. Nothing was helping. I didn't, I didn't want to smoke anymore. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to drink, and I just, like, I just got on the floor, and I started crying, and I was, like, I was like, Jesus, help me. That's like the only words that came out of my mouth. I was like, Jesus, help me. And then I felt like this rush inside Hallelujah. me. Yeah, it was, I believe it was the spirit of God. But yeah, I started crying and crying, just sat there and cried for hours and started praying. And that was like, that's the day that everything changed. And I was still, obviously, I was still vaping. But and then I started like having a relationship with God, like 
And I started like speak, not like speaking, but I tried to like speak to God. I was like, God, please speak to me. I want to hear your voice. And at the same time, I felt like I was a sinner and I was not worthy for that. But there was like each and every sin that I did started coming in front of me, like literally just sitting in front of me. And I, and I like, and I apologized and I was like so guilty. But at the same time, I had a peace in my heart, just I don't know. It's just unexplainable. Glory to when God. I started like praying, just a kind of peace that rushed into my heart. I guess now when I think about it, it's just, you know, like the salvation or just God dying for my sin. I knew somewhere and it was just God's assurance that, you know, I've got you. I've already died for you. All you right. got to do is just get back to me. So I kind of started feeling that. And every time I open my phone, I scroll through Instagram, there's like God talking to me. Every time my mom calls me, there's God talking to me. Every time my friends call me, there's God talking to me. Every time someone, I talk to someone, go to the road, see a signboard, God's talking to me. It was basically just God talking to me for the past few days or like for the next few days. And then I was like literally sitting. And then there was a few days at later where, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't like hear God or like, I was like, God, did you just forsake me? Where are you? And then that was the first time I heard God's voice. I was literally sitting on the floor and on my prayer mat. And I was like, God, please don't forsake me. You know, please just tell me something. And after some time I hear this, it was more like a thought in my own head but I knew it was not my voice it was just a stern but a gentle not my voice but a different voice in my head that said you are a work under progress and I just I just started bawling out I started crying and I was like I knew that was God telling me that I'm a work under progress and there's work happening inside of me mm -hmm. and I need to be patient just like God was being patient with me you know, the past 27 years, how God was being patient with me. I have to be like patient with him. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, it's amazing, you know, and, and I experienced the same thing. It's, it's immediate, you know, it's yes. so fast when, when you, we finally right. surrender and just accept who we are exactly. and we need a savior and <laughs> it just, it's night and day. And it, it's life changing. It, it really is. And, you know, I, I totally understand the, uh, you know, and, and sometimes uh, God will be silent and it's, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's not going anywhere. He hasn't gone anywhere and he's, he's always there, For sure. but, you know, our, our faith needs to be tested. And, you know, if you, we're, like I said, we're a fallen species and <laughs> it takes a lifetime to, to clean us up. You know, and it's a sanctification process. Um, I mean, we are sanctified once we're we're converted, but I mean, it took forty years to get Egypt out of Moses. Yeah. So it's you know, it, yeah, it, we're a work in progress, and that's wow. I still remember the first time I heard God's voice too, and it's it's um, it's yeah. <laughs> it's earth shaking. It's I remember. I think for the first, cause I, I didn't, um, I grew up pretty much being agnostic 
and just mm. thinking there was something out there. But when I had the revelation and I got saved, I think for the first six months, I was still in awe and I was just having mm -hmm. such a hard time wrapping my brain around the idea that mm -hmm. this is all real and Cute. I'm hearing God speak to me. And, I, and it's just, it's incredible. It really is. Mm -hmm. Praise God, you know, Amen. Yeah. for his mercy and his grace and how patient he is with us. It's just, wow. Yeah. So, so what happened after that then? Um, with your husband and <laughs> how did that how's that unfolding now well it's it's good it's actually pretty good by god's grace i would say only by god's grace so i mean he's irish so he you know this irish people they like drink a lot like beer yeah. they're more into beers so he started drinking when he was probably seven or in seventh grade so or like he like very young age he started drinking so he's been drinking his entire life now wow. so it's kind of hard for him to like but obviously he wants to stop but yeah we've been i've been praying for him yeah there's so i before we get into that so i how i stopped my addiction was in few weeks actually like it was just surprising how I stopped doing everything even without like a withdrawal. I just stopped like just turning off a switch and I asked God for like control. And I was like, J just, you know, give me tolerance and patience and just control. And this three things God has like literally gifted me. And since that day, I haven't touched vape, like weed or haven't drank anything yeah yeah it's amazing how uh some things that you think are impossible to give up or get rid of um mm -hmm. that they, they're just gone at the snap of the fingers and i know there were things in my life um that that were gone immediately and there were some uh things and still things that you know linger and hang mm -hmm. on and you For know sure. like you said we are a work in progress but True. that's uh that's incredible so what uh what is God doing in your life now? Like, where where do you think He's gonna take you, or, or what are you doing now? Um, like, definitely, I am still a work in pro progress. Like, uh, God is working in me. There's a lot of things, and like one another thing that I want to mention. So, so I had this list of prayers, like you know, God control my anger, God do this, God like you know teach me how to pray, stuff like that. So I I felt like a toddler, spiritual toddler. So I was like, then I started like praying, God control my anger, and God was like, I mean, I was like praying, and then suddenly I forgot the word anger, and I literally had it written in front of me. But I just, the suddenly the word came in my mouth was temper. And I was like, okay, so God replaced that word anger from temper. And then, I mean, my English is not that great. So I like Googled it. What's the difference between anger and temper? So, and then anger is something that, you know, when a situation comes, you're like suddenly angry and temper is like the baseline nature. And I was like, okay, so this is my baseline nature and that is, like literally Holy Spirit knows mm -hmm. what needs to be changed. Even if you don't know, like literally Holy Spirit knows what needs to be changed. And that is how God's been working in me. 
And I'm just so grateful to God for all the changes that he's been doing. Praise God. Yeah, he uh, he certainly goes right to work. As soon as he comes <laughs> in, I mean, he's putting his finger on things saying, all right, let's do this. This thing's first. Yeah. And he'll deal with that. And then he'll go on to the next and he'll go on to the next. And, you know, I, no, I just told time. my. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No. It's, and I was just saying he never wastes time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I told my buddy the other day, I said, you know, being a Christian is very, very exciting because there's always something new every day that, <laughs> you know, That's it's, true. it's an incredible walk. That's very um, true. So what do you, what are you thinking and seeing about what's going on in the world today and uh, where we're at, you know, biblically and just the state of the church today? What are your thoughts on all of it? Um, I guess like um, today, to, like re recently, a lot of people have been coming to Christ, like they've been having encounters and they've been like speaking to God or like, you know, they they literally are starting to have relationship. But there are like a lot of people who've had this encounter maybe like 10 years ago. They have like probably lost their connection with God. And those are the people that, you know, trying to force doctrines into other people. They want it like I consider like my conviction is not your conviction because right. the holy spirit knows who you are and the holy spirit knows who i am so if i if holy spirit is telling me not to watch a movie then it's probably for me because i can't handle it or i might end up sinning so just basically watching movies wouldn't be bad i mean Obviously, I'm not talking about horror movies and stuff, but, you right. know, just normal good movies. But the reason I'm saying is that my sister and me, we both had this transformation together. So we basically and I guess like the Christian or the community or the churches today, they're basically like just trying to push their views and push their conviction on other people instead of just loving on them or just like, you know, praying for them. They're just trying to like push them into a point where you know it's just hard to be a christian because there's like people expecting or judging you right yeah i think it's uh there's i mean there's more than one problem facing the church today i yeah, mean sure. uh, uh it's it's pretty clear we're living in the last of the last days uh based on the mm -hmm. parable of the fig tree and mm -hmm. i think um I mean, the, the prophecy of Joel, he, God said he's going to pour out his spirit in, in the last days upon all flesh. True. Yeah. And I think I think that's happening because, I mean, I'm part of it. You're part of it. I, I mean, I know people that, you know, I never yeah. in a million years would have thought I would become a born again Christian. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, we're seeing it all over the world starting to happen. And. It's yeah. it's incredible to watch it unfold in in real time, and now to see what's going on in Israel, it's yeah. almost like uh, the nail in the coffin of God saying we're about ready to wrap this up because <laughs> yeah. th this is the setup to Psalm eighty three, and the pieces are are moving in the Middle East for the we're headed right for the Great Tribulation. So that's true. The time is short. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess there's been, like, a lot of different doctrines out there. Like, mostly, like, what people want to hear 
rather than what God wants you to do, you know. Right. I guess that is also prophesied in Bible where it says that at the end times where there will be like people who would teach others, like literally tell them what they need to hear instead of or want to hear instead of what they need to hear. Right. Yeah, it's uh well, I think it was in uh Timothy, those with you know, mm -hmm. with itching ears. And, yeah, you know, the, exactly. The majority of the church today, um, it seems as though there, there there's a lot of seeker sensitive doctrine. Yeah. Uh, people, it's a it's a feel good message. Uh, the church isn't even addressing sin anymore. They're actually embracing sin, and yeah, it's just true. it's it's not in good shape. <laughs> that's true. I guess we're just lukewarm Christians, like Revelation says. Revelation three says about like God is like you're neither hot or cold. I'm just right. gonna spit you out of my mouth. I guess that's who I was, mm -hmm. and. Like I was like, I had one foot on the world and I used to go to church in the weekend, like on Sunday. And then I was to just go do my stuff during the week. So, and then yeah, it's one foot in the world and one foot in the church. It's, it's either yeah. all in or all out. He won't, he won't have, yeah. you know, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like honestly, it's been after coming to Christ or like after I starting to have a relationship with Jesus, it's just like having trouble like i wouldn't say trouble in my marriage but then still he calls me an extremist like he's like you're so extreme you can have fun does jesus say not to have fun i'm like obviously we can have fun but that is not fun anymore you know that is just torture like drinking and like losing your mind and just like doing things that you're not supposed to do is just torture that's not fun right i guess people have like taught that this is fun you know go out go to a club and dance and you're having fun honestly there's a lot of things there's like nature and there's like a lot of stuff that you can actually have fun like this is all created for us yeah it's amazing uh after you get saved looking back at the things that you thought were fun and now <laughs> it like turns your stomach and you, you know, I couldn't even think like how I enjoyed half the stuff I did. Like so your, your heart changes immediately. And, you know, all we, we hunger for is God and his word and his will to be done. That's so true. So you had listened to my testimony and yes. you told me that you and your friends also used to go ghost hunting. Yes, we did. <laughs> What what can you tell me about any of that? What did you guys experience anything? Um, honestly, and not. I guess we did actually one time, but I didn't see anything. It was my friends who saw. So we used to go. So in India, there's like a lot of forest and stuff that's like kind of haunted, in villages and stuff. So we went to this forest. It was like three thirty in the morning, and then oh. So the guys, so there were like three guys and we were like three, four, yeah, three girls. Uh, so the guys wanted to go to the bathroom and then we had a bug, like a, it, it was like a puppy. So we had like this puppy in one of our hand. And then we girls, I was like standing outside and the guys went into the forest and then they were like, they went, they wanted to pee. And then they started like coming, running back to the car so the entire place is known to be like really haunted, but they started running back to the car and they were like, they had cameras with them 
and then they were like stop the car stop the car and I was like I didn't know what was happening and we all like got into the car and then we almost left the puppy out into the forest but then we went back for it and then we brought it back to the car and then we started the car we went and then we stopped at like a outside the village where there's like street lights and stuff and then we were like okay tell us what what happened and they were like while they were in the forest there was something that had that had like you know these uh demonic masks that you use mm -hmm. so there was like something hanging from the tree that had a demonic face and so the guy with the camera he started taking pictures and it's 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 kind of like just flew to them and they all like saw it and they started running and then they were like he he swore that he took pictures and all the guys with him swore that he took pictures but when he tried to show us the pictures there was not even a single picture of wow. that thing yeah yeah that's uh man you know like i said looking back now like how stupid i was it's just there's mm -hmm. nothing good that comes out of any of it like that's it, so true yeah, that just that that one story I shared that um where that, yeah, that was demon crazy. attached to me, that's only uh maybe like an a sixteenth of the stuff I experienced. I mean, I, I went through a lot, a lot of paranormal stuff and praise God that, you know, I was delivered. Mm -hmm. And you know, from all my research over the years, I found that a lot of people are experiencing mm -hmm. a lot of similar things and they just don't tell anybody because they think they'll be labeled or people or think they're nuts yeah. or whatever yeah so there was one of my friend that's so true like uh actually he had a similar like literally a similar experience like you had so it it is i wasn't there i heard the story but it was like they went to this so in dubai it happened in dubai there's this haunted village it's still like empty nobody lives there even if you go today it's like broken it was it was abandoned like a thousand years ago so there's this village and they went there they parked their cars and and then they heard something everybody ran to the car and then they turned the headlights on there were like two lights it was like not it was like it kind of looked like you know the cat's eye like shines yeah sort of thing so it was like no it was actually one small light and it started coming closer and closer and it just split into two and it was it looked like an animal's eye like a huge animal's eye wow. and they just like they didn't go forward they just like took the car backwards they they just drove all the way back for like probably two miles and then they they were like screaming and then three of the boys they they got fever and like they got sick and one guy he like never spoke to their friends again Wow. I guess it was pretty nice. similar. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, people don't realize how real the spirit world is and uh, For sure. how many times it, it that stuff manifests in front of people. Man, that's terrifying. Yeah. And also I would, I would like tell people not to do that because I remember while I was doing that, that's probably like, I wasn't into like deep sin before that. And that is probably like a start, you know, I would definitely say the spirit of rage, the spirit of like, you know, addiction and everything. Like you don't know where you step into, like you're literally opening doors for these things to like get into you. Like when you 
watch a horror movie, especially a horror、right. movie, you're like opening doorways to demon to enter. Like even now, my husband like we used to watch a lot of horror movies. Now I don't even like listen to secular music, so he's like, "Why are you scared of the movies?" And I'm like, "I'm not scared. I just don't want to open the doorways、right. to these demonic things to like get into my life. Like it was hard for hard enough for me to like." You know, cleanse myself and my life, and get these things out. It was just God's grace and just God strengthened me that helped. Like Holy Spirit, literally helped me to get rid of these things, and I'm not going to let them in again. Right? Yeah. All that stuff is nothing more than an invitation to the spirit world. You know, it's、yeah. it's the exact same thing as playing with a Ouija board. And、mm-hmm. you know, I I tell people that are dabbling in this stuff all the time, like. You don't know what you're getting yourself into here because、uh, you don't know what's gonna come through the other side of that door, and you're a hundred percent right because that's what happened with me. After that thing attached itself to me, I went way deep into sin. Like I always used to just drink, but after that, you know, over the next ten or plus so years,、uh, my drinking、uh, got exponentially worse. I was getting into.、Uh, All sorts of stuff, and ending up in prescription drugs, and and all sorts、mm-hmm. of nonsense, and that's that's what you get when you're dabbling in the spirit world. You know, these things、mm-hmm. are everywhere, and if you open the door just a little bit, they're gonna come and they're gonna wreak havoc in your life. That's so true. And also, I used to have this really bad sleep paralysis where there was this point when I almost like. I don't. I don't know if I can call it astral projection, but it was. I literally saw myself sleeping or like lying on the bed. It was. I used to get this vibration when I used to have sleep paralysis. One time, it was the vibration was so strong, and then the next thing I can see my own eye, and it was kind of creepy and scary. And I like woke myself up and. Since the day I stopped listening to secular music and I stopped watching horror movies, I literally stopped having sleep paralysis. Not even one time, not even、Praise、a single、God. time I've had sleep paralysis. Yeah,、and、I would say like this visions, nightmares, and everything is because of the music you hear, the movies that you watch. You're literally opening doorways to the demonic realm. Like you're literally inviting them to like come inside. You and just dwell inside of you, and they and then they just take over. I guess it's pretty serious thing that we don't realize. Yeah, right. And I mean, the Bible says Satan was、uh, the chief musician in in、mm-hmm. heaven, and he has completely、uh, absorbed the the music industry today. And what one of the things I really can't stand today in the church is you have churches. Trying to make praise and worship music,、yeah. but sound like worldly music. They're doing, they're rapping and they're doing rock、mm-hmm. concerts, and it's like it, we're called to come out of the world and be separate.、So、and it's, it's just, it's one of my pet peeves in the church. I've, I've been having this really deep and、uh, conversations. Probably like it went to like an argument, so I kind of like stopped it over there because I, I don't know. Yeah, so I I don't know if you're like familiar with like this couple. They're starting a nightclub in Vegas, and it's like a Christian nightclub.、Mm-hmm. And I did see a lot of people against speaking against. I'm like so happy that there's a lot of Christians having actual relationship with God、right. for them to discern it. Because anybody with 
with, with like no relationship with God would be like oh, okay that's an amazing thing I would send my there were like literally a man talking to me and he was like I would send my kids to a Christian nightclub than any other thing and I'm like I would never do that no I don't never. have kids but I would never do that that's like a huge huge red flag because I'm like God has God has asked us to like not imitate the world like that goes in every way in every right. aspect and if there is darkness in what what's in nightclub there's darkness and like smoke and things that you know like rapping i don't know what happens in a christian nightclub but then when you say nightclub it's basically like darkness and we're the children of light we have nothing to do with the darkness right absolutely and it's uh you know you're you're a hundred percent right with saying that somebody who actually has a relationship with Jesus Christ is going to know mm -hmm. immediately that that's a red flag because the Holy Spirit's going to tell you it's wrong. That's you true. know, this is one of those things, just like I said about drinking alcohol, it's another one of those subjects that can pretty much point out who's born again and who isn't. Because yeah. worldly people, you know, or religious people that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ they don't know any better and they just think because it's called Christian that it's okay. And it's not. Yeah. And I remember hearing a testimony of this guy named Jared Flood and he was big into drug use and um, the techno and EDM scene. And he did a lot of uh, ecstasy and, and Molly and that sorts of stuff. And he got radically saved and the mm -hmm. church he was going to when he first got saved, they started doing like a Christian nightclub with the music and the lights. And he, he confronted the pastor and he said, what is going on here? And the pastor said, well, we're, we're trying to reach the youth. And, and Jared told him, he said, I came out of this. Like I got saved to get out of this. And now here it is yeah. in the church. Like you need to repent because this isn't of God and you don't need to do anything different to reach the youth because the gospel enough. Amen. It's yeah, all that you need. It will bring all all men women old young the gospel preached in its purest form is enough to bring people to christ and keep them there you don't need yeah. to do rap concerts and and nightclubs and and all sorts of nonsense yeah that's so true so what that's... i see on your uh your instagram you're, you're posting mm -hmm. a lot about uh the stuff going on in gaza and israel and uh it's uh it's, it's crazy to see how some people are honestly I, this. yeah i've been like getting messages and i'm i'm trying not to like post anything like pro-israel i don't know it's just like i guess it's getting political when you're like pro-israel just i am just pro-humanity you know just humans in general like even the humans in Israel and Palestine. Right. I'm like supporting both of them. And when even my post, like I, I mentioned, I clearly mentioned that I was supporting Israel and Palestine and I'm against Hamas because Hamas is like um, nationally uh, certified like terrorist group. Yeah, they are a terrorist group, things that they do. And I know Israel, what Israel is doing is not, not like good or whatever but i don't want to get into it but i am for israel and for palestine and i will stand in what i'm saying like but i've been like getting this hate messages from my friends like literally my friends 
from Dubai to, who are Muslims. And I'm like, I literally mentioned that I'm for Palestine. Like, they just want me to hate Israel. They just want me to right. talk shit about Israel. They don't care. They don't care what I'm saying. And I'm like, I do care about the babies being killed. I do care about the, you know, lives being uh, killed, like murdered and raped and like what was happening over there. It is sad. I guess we have to, instead of like, you know, spreading hate, I guess that's what Muslims are trying to do. Like just because Hamas organization have a Muslim organization labeled in front of them, every Muslims are like just trying to, I don't know, defend them. And it's right. kind of sad, honestly. Well, this, I mean, this, um, and, and I agree with you that, you know, the, the Palestinian people need Jesus Christ just as much as everybody else does. There, you know, there's innocent people on both sides and you're hundred percent right about Hamas. And, you know, as Christians, we're supposed to be pro-Israel and for Israel. Now, Israel's in a backslidden state right now. They're That's not true. living for God. And they they still have seven years left of the final yeah. judgment before they're going to be saved. But ultimately, they they are going to come back to God. And we need to pray for Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem, just like the Bible instructs us. But That's Satan true. ultimately wants everybody to hate the Jews. <laughs> Yes. Because the, in Genesis chapter 12, God, you know, told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those that curse you. And yeah. that's that's been going on since the beginning. Yeah. And, and go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just trying to say, like, it's also in Revelation, like throughout, like how, you know, <clears throat> the women that gives birth with the 12 stars or the crown of the 12 stars, it's basically Jews or Jewish people. Right. And then how they've been tortured by the demon or the Satan, the beast, you know, how they've been tortured for like a long time. I guess that is what's been happening even now. Just the Jewish people have been tortured. Even from the day, like I, I was born, I've been hearing about all the torture that Jewish people have been going through. Well, they, I mean, when... When they crucified Christ, the yeah. Pharisees said, may his blood be on us and our generations forever. And that's what they're getting. I mean, they are under God's judgment because of you know, they, they reject Christ and they are going to be judged for it during the seven year tribulation. But ultimately, yeah. they're going to come back and, and they're going to uh, repent and accept Christ. And that's when he's going to return at the second coming. Yeah, uh, sure. it's just amazing to see all these things unfolding uh, biblically in real time. That's true. We're like in the perfect time to like just witness all these things come. We were born for such a time as this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And also like talking about the demons and the spiritual realm, like I was reading Book of Acts and how it says like, you know, Jesus authority or God's authority over the demonic realm. Like, I guess this generation needs to like read it and understand like you know right i guess right. we fear demon more than we should fear god like i guess demon is like powerless it's mm -hmm. definitely powerless because i've had this feeling okay oh my god demon something huge and you know he can destroy me or whatever but since i started having this walk with god i feel like demon is nothing it's just like this tiny puppy with like 
you know, right. claws and stuff. <laughs> Literally, he can't do anything. And I've been like praying. And since I started praying, and it's just been like basically cleansing and shielding with the power of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus. And I feel like, and when my husband, when he came back from the training and the first night, he was like speak, he was like talking in his uh, sleep. And I like asked him what he was saying and then he don't remember. And then, and then there was this night, uh, I, so I wake up in the middle of the night and I pray. So, and then he saw me praying and then he said he had a sleep paralysis while I was praying. And I was like, oh, okay. And then after a few, after almost like a month, he's, he, told me like openly what was actually happening so the first night when he came back he was saying that there were demons talking to him and then they were really pissed and frustrated and I was like wow because I have never had a nightmare no sleep paralysis nothing I like cleanse myself. I cleanse the house that I live in. I cleanse the building, the blood of Jesus. I even like cleanse my family and everyone. But yeah, it's been trying. It like he said, like how the demon was like so frustrated, and he demon was like telling him something, and it was like so frustrating. And also the day he was having sleep paralysis, I was like praying on the bed, and when he like looked at me, he said he, my prayer like made him feel very uncomfortable it was like kind of mm. hurting yeah the uh i bet that demon's real uncomfortable with uh the holy spirit being around all the time now <laughs> residing in you and all of these things are uh subject to christ and we yeah. have authority in in christ's name over over every one of them everything literally it's as just like i guess it's once you start praying, you can, I honestly, since I start praying, I can just feel the power inside of me. And I know it's not mine. It's not mine. It's just this external power right. that I just have, that I, I know that nothing can touch me. I guess like everyone who have a relationship with God, everyone who pray, who have like an active prayer life, they can feel the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, once you're born again, you, you have that embedded into you that, you know, you have, you know, the authority in, in his name. That's true. The Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. Yep. It's just... Well, Hey, before we get out of here, I just want to give you an opportunity to maybe speak to the world, <laughs> to anybody who might be on the fence or, mm -hmm. um, from a similar background as you, um, maybe give 30 seconds to 60 seconds to minister to those people sure thank you yeah um so i, I would want to start with someone who haven't had a relationship with god or have been trying to like you know fill the void in their heart i just want to say that there's this there is going to be this void that only god can fill it's a god-sized hole that only god can fill so just stop searching like you might you might feel like everything's falling apart, but like there is hope and the name of the hope is Jesus. Just he's just waiting for you to come to him. He's just waiting for you to like just call on his name because he wouldn't just barge into your lives, but he will wait for you to choose him. And for everyone who would start their relationship with God, and I would say just 
praise him through your numbness because there's going to be times when he's going to be silent he's just he's just gonna just but at the same time he's gonna watch over you that jesus will never leave your side even sometimes you feel like god is not talking to me or you feel like i can't feel his presence there's just this numbness in your heart but know that god's presence is always there like it says in Psalm 139, where can I flee from your presence? Even if I ascend to heaven, you're there. Even if I make my bed in Sheol, you're there. Even if we go to the ends of the sea, God's hand will guide us. Like God's right hand will guide you. So Jesus is going to be there for you no matter what. Even if you fall, he's going to be right there to pick you up. So I guess just, just find him. And for everyone who found him, just hold on to him. Amen. Praise God. So to anybody out there listening to this, we want to give you the opportunity now to accept Christ. So we're going to pray now. And Jasmine, if you want to repeat after me and I could, I could lead people into a sinner's prayer Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll go from there. Dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I come to you today as a lost sinner. I come to you today as a lost sinner. I'm asking you that you save my soul. I'm asking you to save my soul. And cleanse me from all sin. And cleanse me from all sin. I realize in my heart my need for salvation. I realize in my heart my need to salvation. Which can only come through Jesus Christ. Which can only come through Jesus Christ. I'm accepting Christ into my heart. I'm accepting Christ into my heart. And what he did on the cross and what he did on the cross in order to purchase my redemption no one to purchase my redemption in obedience to your word in obedience to your word i confess with my mouth the lord jesus i confess with my mouth the lord jesus and believe in my heart that god raised him from the dead and believe in my heart that god raised him from the dead you have said in your word which cannot lie said in your word which cannot lie for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, so whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Shall be saved. I have called upon your name exactly as you have said. I've called upon your name exactly as you said. And I believe that right now I am saved. And I believe that right now I'm saved. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen. So to anybody out there uh, listening to this, if you just prayed with me and Jasmine, uh, reach out to me. Uh, you could find me on Instagram at Russ Podcast, or you can shoot me an email at rustpodcast at proton.me and just kind of tell me your experience and, and what you encountered listening to this. Or even if you're going to wait and, and listen to it later, um, don't put it off any longer. Uh, the time is very short. And Jasmine and I both hope that this message spoke to your heart and that you're ready and willing to accept Christ into your heart. Jasmine, I thank you for coming on today. It was uh, it was a blessing to hear your testimony. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was really amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, any other things that unfold in your life and you want to come back on and talk about it, you're more than welcome. For sure. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Take care. I'm pretty sure that's going to be more because we're all working to progress, right? Absolutely. There's uh, every day we get a new story. (laughs) For sure. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you. You're welcome. God bless.